swamps sounds swampy. Like whoever did the sound design, <laughs> it was cool, man. It was a real swampy tune. It was a real swampy tune, man. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Nick. I'm Captain Gummy. And I'm sober. So uh, strap in for a real snooze fest. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know what Christian is doing here. Yeah, I know. He's photoshopping. Oh, man. It looks like he's taking an MMA. You know how they do those verses? Yeah. Um, like uh, the fight poster. Yeah, the yeah. fight poster. And he's putting my face and Nick's face on it because... We can't agree on uh, when the release date of Dark Tide is. <laughs> uh, anyway, how's your week been? Uh, good. Um, I have gone a whole week without drinking, Bobby. It's uh, uh, I've turned a new leaf. No, I don't know. I don't. Know. It's really boring being fucking sober, man. So. Really? It was not for me. When I stopped drinking, I rediscovered so many different things. I got really into gaming again, really yeah. into computers in general again, started reading a lot more. Yeah, I don't know. Don't even been awake. Uh, did, were you drinking every day, though? Uh, at the end, yeah. Oh, damn, bro. No, I've never drank all day. Like yeah, fucking medicine. Sometimes I'm drinking and I'm fucking, I'm like, this is boring. Why am I doing this? Sometimes. So maybe mm. that was time. Is, to is it. it because of our good friend, Andrew? Uh, no, you know what? I was, I had already, uh, thought about that. Uh, and then he, he only just solidified all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two hours. Well, I'm sure it wasn't. Y- yeah. So you're listening to this podcast. What is it? Huberman labs yeah. or something. I, I'm sure it wasn't like news to you that drinking was bad. No, right. you didn't hear his podcast and be like, Hey, <laughs> although he goes on about why it's bad for two hours. Like it's so much mm. worse than you actually think it is. Okay. God, it's so distracting. Christian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Christoph, uh, please. Oh, my God. Well, joining us today is Captain Gummy, who I don't think has ever been part of. He's never joined for an entire episode, but he's been on here and there, always showing up to DLG Con, hasn't missed a single one. Um, <laughs> yeah. let's, uh, let's give the listeners a little profile here. So this is uh, probably the most um, advanced Sea of Thieves player we all know. I know you've carried <laughs> me many times in there. <laughs> Captain Gummy gets uh, into yeah. a fucking game and fucking gets into them. Like he will play the same game and fucking be a master. Uh, I see you always playing some fucking a lot of games where you take stuff from one place and take it to another. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. That's one of the things we're going to be talking about. Later. Yeah, but, I know. Uh, <laughs> I know. I know. Um, no, it's just I like I like casual stuff um, and. I'm not too hard on the PvP, uh, except Sea of Thieves tends to be that way sometimes. Yeah. But, um, what would you say your time is on average PvPing in Sea of Thieves? Because every time I replay it, it just seems like I PvP less and less and less. Uh, yeah. Well, I haven't played uh, recent updates. Uh, the people I was playing with, I don't know, they just kind of like vanished. Uh, but, um, yeah, it just really depends on the servers. I feel like you I run into some people run away from each other and the other people run after each other. So it's, you know, it's, it, you either, you kind of make it how you want it. you like, if you want PVP, you go after people. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want PVP, you want to run away also. So you don't get randomly just attacked. I guess you just run away if you don't. I mean, you can, if you're not. 
you're not paying attention, you can get easily attacked. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, especially with some of the new cannonballs and stuff. Um, like like if you're on an island or something, yeah. If you're on an island, you just uh, and you're you're not paying attention, someone can just roll up on you. You've been and, listening uh, for a long time, huh, Gummy? What's that? You've been listening forever, like years and yeah. years and years. Yeah, back uh, back when Chad was here. Jeez. Uh, before maybe even before a little bit before that. Uh, I mean, I, I probably listened to episodes before he was on. Yeah. But I wasn't listening while he was like the active episodes. Damn, was right around Chad. Yeah. How many episodes like, were there pre-Chad? Two? Um, no, there were a couple. We went a couple months. So we started in, I think, 2012 of like November or something or like late October. And I think Chad joined January. Okay. Maybe I'm a year off there, but yeah, it was, I think we had a couple months without Chad, but not, not much. <laughs> Fucking motorcycles driving by. It was, it was loud. It was pretty rough in the beginning. Yeah. I think it's I, rough uh, now, but whew. I feel like whoever says like back when Chad is on, that's like the equivalent to like back in Nam. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> Cause a lot of people don't even remember him. Yeah. Or, I mean, oh, they can't remember him. They weren't around. been on here as a guest star at some point. I know he's, uh, there's reasons why he can't be on, but I didn't know he couldn't be like a guest. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think he's just using that as an excuse. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's what Bobby would do if he ever uh, left. It'd be yeah, the same thing. He's like, nope, sorry, guys. Yeah. The Immediately. School board says that I cannot. Speaking of school board, are you off of work? No, right? Sort of. Corporate. Sort of. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking time off, but I got some things to do. Yeah. So. Uh, all right, all right. Cool. Talk about some video games. Talk about some yeah. video games. Um, I'll kick it off on the radar. So games that have come to our attention recently, I'm going to kick it off with Ship of Fools. This is a roguelike where you jump on a boat and funny, we were talking about Sea of Thieves. It's It sounds like Sea of Thieves. You have to do all the things you need to do on a boat. It's co-op, by the way. So you've got to fire the cannons, repair the ships, adjust the sails, but it's a roguelike where uh, you work with other people to fight these monsters along the way. And it, the usual roguelike things, you know, you, you get upgrades, you've got a map kind of like FTL where you choose different spots to go to. It's a cool idea. The graphics remind me a lot of, they're animated and it's like a top-down type of graphics. Um, so it Don't looks, starve. Yeah, don't starve. Uh, not, not as, um, I don't know, Nightmare Before Christmas-ish as Don't Starve, but yeah, along those lines. But it looks, it looks a like a cool like, game. Um... What is that called? Cult of the Lamb? Yeah, yeah, Cult of the Lamb. It's got kind of that cutesy art art style. But I just like the idea of being on a ship. Dude, uh, FT, uh, a co-op FTL sounds pretty sweet, if that's what it is. Uh, but it seems definitely more action-y than, than, uh, than FTL was. I loaded that up randomly. Uh, the other day. I, I didn't start playing it, though. Dude, um, but yeah, this looks cool, man. To... Digging it. <laughs> Well, the thing it about FTL awesome. is you can pause the game and then make decisions. It's yeah. not completely real time, but I have no idea what this one is like and whether or not it's even any good, but it does, um, it does look good. Yeah, it looks good. And a lot of people are wish listing it and getting kind of hyped about it. So something to keep an eye on. The release date's November 22nd, so not too far away. Not to call you out, Bobby, but can you see how many people have wish listed something? Uh no, you like a regular person wouldn't be able to see that. Okay, but but you as a robot person can. I don't, I don't know what you meant. <laughs> can, by I, can I hack in and get that data? <laughs> um, no, if you if you're the developer, you get those. I, oh, I remember gotcha. when um, going back to Chad when he was working for Sony. Like uh, Sony released their first game on Steam. It was the the one that was Horizon like Horizon Zero Dawn. 
No, 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 not that one. Oh, it was the God that we yeah we always remember this. Yeah, it was <sighs> the one where you have to uh, drop in kind of uh, twin like, twin stick shooter four player co op. Helldivers, right? Helldivers. Yeah, there we it was go. Helldivers, and he showed us the back end because he had the login for it. He showed us the back end of that um, of the Steam page where you could see all the stats and adjust everything on it. And mm. It was pretty interesting, but we should have. I just Speaking played Hell Divers today. Oh, did you? That's funny. <laughs> that it, and it had the, did you play co-op? No, I don't have any friends. Oh, that's a good game. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a little tough calling down the stratagems or whatever they call them. Yeah, but intentionally. Yeah, they I were kind of like fumble quarry. Point. Yeah, you know, or or more like a, a Street Fighter move, like a complex Street Fighter move, mm-hmm. like a fatality. Yeah, I always think of like Final Fantasy three when uh, Sabin or Sabin he had those. M- specific types of moves and you'd have to do like you know like a full like a half rotation like a fireball type thing or like the up down left right thing like he had all these combinations anyway ship of fools coming out november 22nd looks all right we'll see uh on mine i have uh atari uh 50 i i'm glad they did this is this is something new so it's a uh compilation of games it's there's Atari games Atari games, yeah. I think there's like 50 games in there. Oh, God, the the arcade Atari games? Yeah. Because they've had this before. I have a, a pack of Atari games. Oh, well, this is like their 50-year whatever. Okay. And um, it also comes with documentaries and like vignettes on each game and, uh, you know, um, all the all the things surrounding the game as well so it has all these games and then it has like the history of them and the guys who worked on it they talked to those guys and you know it's kind of like um i've seen so many atari docs dude it's kind of I, like I've a seen game that dude right there Noah bush noah bushnell i've seen him interviewed so many times he's fucking probably he's probably like as soon as one interviewer leaves it's he's got a rotating door so he's got, yeah send in the next guy yeah i mean it is a fascinating like, for, uh, story it's like you know the birth of video games and yeah there was a huge crash in in the early 80s too but yeah but these atari so i i played a, that was the first system i ever had by the way i never the, had one the atari yeah, uh, dude, I played that a lot. But when I went back and played like this Atari pack, not this one, but some other one, uh, you forget how arcadey and how short-lived the joy is in those games. Like they were so basic and so simple that it's really hard to spend too much time on them these days. But the documentary stuff does interest me. Yeah, I think it's cool. Um, somebody, one of the reviews was like, this is basically just a digital museum. You can go in and whatever game you're interested in, find out a little more about the thing. I, I just thought it was a cool concept, how they, uh, a multimedia game, you know, mm-hmm. or package, I would say. Let's say, how much is it? So it's thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah. I feel like you're getting a lot though, you know, for the, yeah. the for your, for your 40 bucks. I mean, I'm not going to buy it. I think I still have my original Atari games. I think they're in a box in my parents' garage. You've said, it, you've said that about 700 items did your poor parents. They yeah. got every time they got to get the fucking weed whacker out. They got to oh, move man. all the Bobby shit. Get Bobby shit out of the fucking garage. <laughs> hey, I don't have that much stuff back there. But uh, look at I, all these Jinko jeans and gel, <laughs> just all over the place. I I probably actually do, dude. One of these days, I'm gonna have to go in that garage and just hunt around. Did you wear Jinko jeans? No, probably? I did. I'm so. Oh my god. Jnco jeans, dude. J- look it up. Jnco jeans. Check it out. Chris. For you younger folks out there, 
Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, yeah I think you would have. I could see. I could see Bobby and Chinka. Yeah, I could see him more too. so. More yeah, so yeah. than Bobby. Mm, <laughs> uh, these were so popular. Yeah. It was like the new bell bottoms. Yeah. Like, you know so, so for those who can't see what we're talking about, they're like bell bottoms, but they're straight legs, so they don't flare at the bottom. They're big all the way. They're like clown yeah. pants. Yeah. <laughs> I was just talking to somebody that I work with, a couple of interns, you know, interns are just out of like basically starting college. And I was telling them about Jinko jeans. They had no idea what Jinko jeans were. Dude, our, our rule was just, like if to make sure they were good. If you could see your feet, then they were bad. Like that's not <laughs> big enough, basically. Jesus. Dude. Yeah. Okay. The, oh, <laughs> Emilio, I'd pay for money for like young pictures of young I you do, at your style prime. I'd, I'd love to see. That. I was thinking about this today, dude. I there's no photos of me. I'm I'm gonna die. That, <laughs> That's that, depressing. I leave no yeah. fucking legacy. Well, I mean, back then you actually had to take a photograph. Yeah, nobody's yeah. gonna waste film on me. You had I to know, wind dude, up the camera I, and you had to put the little tarp over and have the little flash thing up there. That's what that nickel guy, Nickelback guy said. Yeah, the little flat and like they, <laughs> the... The little like, gunpowder and the thing. Yeah, the gunpowder and the... <laughs> no, dude, there was... um, Oh, my God. It, I was watching, maybe about a year ago, I was watching the, um, the Fast and the Furious movies, and I was watching the second one. And if you look at Ludacris's outfit, it looks so ridiculous. And I'm just like, dude, I just remember that being so cool. Back in the day. That's just how people dress. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. I remember wearing a FUBU cutoff sleeve shirt with a long sleeve Second underneath one. it. Too Fast, Too Furious, Ludicrous. The the baby blue outfit. He looks like he's wearing, he looks like a toddler. Oh, I know that outfit. <laughs> like wearing adult clothes. Well, the way he typed in Luda, dude, it, that's not, not going to work. Too Fast, yeah, Too Furious, dude, Ludicrous Google doesn't get your, your memes, bro. <laughs> uh, the blue one. No, not right. that one. All right. Come on. Moving on. Yeah. Terrible <laughs> podcast content. Sorry. <laughs> uh, He's a fucking rapper. All right. Cool. Pokemon. Uh, oh, yes. So, yeah, I wanted to go over this. So, Pokemon um, Scarlet and Violet are both out right now. Um, I mean, the Pokemon always sells, and we're starting to see that, but we're also starting to see, like, feedback about the, about Pokemon from non-Pokemon players finally going down. I am not someone that wishes for Pokemon to fail. I, I love Pokemon. I've loved Pokemon my whole life. It is the most valuable IP in the world, our entertainment IP in the world. Um, but this new game has gotten so many people upset that it's officially now the worst rated Pokemon game or mainstream Pokemon game uh, by users and by critics. 77 is um, not bad. So that's saying a lot. That Pokemon game for the Switch that came out was pretty good. Pretty decent. There's so, a lot of us. So this is for the Switch. But the thing is, there's essentially nothing new in the game besides new Pokemon. The other thing is that it runs like shit. It looks like shit. Um, and then people are just, yeah, uh, they're just really tearing at a new one. Um, there's a couple of good new ideas in there, but it, it's time for Game Freak to finally like step up, step it up, and put their big boy pants on, and just like make a real game. Um, people are getting tired. Jeans. <laughs> Brought to you by Jinko Jeans. <laughs> they gotta pull up their big boy Jinkos. So I mean, um, the the critical score is not that bad, but the user score is pretty pretty low. 
Well, here's we'll the thing, the- dude. All the Pokemon guys, like the Pokemon fans, are like in their late thirties, early forties now. So they're, mm-hmm. I think they're just starting to become old, cynical now. The the old man, they're becoming old man. So they're like, this is not my my old uh, Pokemon. That's, this is what's happening. But, I think. Well, well, the thing is, like, there's clear things that should be fixed by now, right? Um, one example is like, why am I only locked to four moves? Like in, in the canon Pokemon, lo- no, a bunch of moves that you can use at once. Why are we still having non-unique animations? Why is there no voice acting at all in the games? At, there's none. It's just text. The, like some of the glaring issues of this new one is that there's no more essentially like buildings as weird as that sounds. <laughs> there's some of them. But there's no buildings like the Pokemart. You used to have to walk into a Pokemart. You could do a bunch of shit in there. You can access your PC and all this other stuff and heal your Pokemon. You can go to the Poke... You know, that's the Poke Center. The Pokemart is where you go when you buy shit, and you can look at other stuff as well. But those don't exist anymore. They're just in a fucking field. Like, you, you run around... in a field. Everything's in a field. And, like, gyms are different. And I'm not saying it's bad that they're different, but I'm saying is, like... They've cut so many quarters, it's easy to tell. Yeah. Like, the same textures are, are like, copied and pasted. Like, I can design better maps and better textures using the D&D tool that I have to make maps for my players. Like, it looks like ass. This is um, how I feel about fucking uh, Alien when it was on Fox, Fox Interact, or Fox Studios. Uh, and also fucking Predator. It's like, you have such a good fucking IP. And just put out, keep putting out shit fucking movies. Uh, it's so frustrating, dude. And they don't have to be good. They they, they no. rely on the fucking IP. And that's exactly what's going on here. And people are like, well, the other thing that people are noticing is that the release dates between mainstream titles are getting shorter and shorter. Yeah. And the game looks exactly like the last one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's... So, as, as a outside opinion here, because I never really got into Pokemon, I, I felt we like missed I was, it, Bobby. It was like right after, you know. That's what I thought. Yeah, but I feel like people, a, a lot of young kids get into Pokemon even today. Oh, that's true. You know, even oh, like yeah. Mike Vivian's Minecraft, into Pokemon. She you know? has a Bidoof doll. Yeah, like I always thought I missed it, but I, it that doesn't make sense though because I've seen so many people younger than me who have got into to Pokemon. But, but the generation right on right after us definitely yeah. that's the hardcores. That's the because yeah. they I think they grew up with the cartoon. Is that what got you into it, Nick? So I got into it because of the cartoon, yes. Yeah. And then I bought the game, and then I bought cards, and then I got rid of my cards, and I want to throw myself off a bridge every time I think about it. Nick, how old are you? Thirty. Yeah, so I'm thirty, uh, thirty four. Amanda's around that same age range. I feel like all of us tend to, to like we were right around like the fourth, fifth, sixth grade when that came out, and so yep. it, I feel like it fits right in there uh, with yeah. that age group, that type of game when it came out. So I remember if you had a trade cable, which was like a funky USB, that you were essentially like a god. Like people <laughs> wanted to be your friend, like yeah. because there was no way of trading any other ways. And, and and so if you had blue, there was Pokemon you couldn't get in red and, and, and other stuff like that. So where I grew up, everybody was broke as fuck. So nobody had a trade cable besides like the one rich kid whose dad didn't want to drive on the other side of town or something. And, uh, 
that doesn't apply anymore. Like that's, that's a part of the game that should have been changed and it has been changed. And that's something that's for the better that you can look for certain trades that you want to do and things like that. And there's even randomized trading, but here's a new feature that people think is, I wouldn't say good or bad. They, it's just weird. Um, and I know this because one of my friends came over to play magic and he showed me Pokemon. He's like, check all this shit. He's really big into Pokemon. That's, you know, that's perfectly fine. But one of the new features now is that when you're walking around normally, you can just let your poke let one of your Pokemon go, and what they'll do is they'll just attack anything that's near you, and it simulates and auto resolves the battles that they would have automatically. So there is no more. I mean, it, technically, it's still there. You can play it the old way. But now, if you're just running through the wilderness, you can just be like, all right, Bulbasaur, go kill a bunch of shit, go get strong, and come back. Almost like an and idle game. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, it, the people have spoken, and it's crap. Is, is this game called Pokemon Scarlet and Violet? No, well, there's, there's always two, two versions, versions when Pokemon comes out. Okay. So, so usually there's two versions. There's one and another, and they have exclusives so that people have to trade or buy both, right? And then usually after two years or a year, there's like a quote-unquote like fixed or like prime version that kind of has everything in it. So, for example, you have like Pokemon Blue and, Blue and, and, and Red, but Pokemon Yellow came out. Um, a couple, a year or two after, and that game had all the Pokemon and stuff like that. So. It's such a so, money-making machine. It is, dude. and it's and always we, been. We like won't that. talk about Pokemon Green though. Yeah, <laughs> Pokemon Green. Doing this, they've been doing this forever for like twenty years. Yeah, since like the inception, I think? the inception of Pokemon, which is why, like, as an outside person, I'm like, and people are like, oh my God, this new Pokemon sucks. And I'm like, well, was it ever good? I went back and played two years ago. I went back and played the original Pokemon on Game Boy, and I. I talked about this on the podcast. Like I played it, I got into it and I, I totally bought into like that, that cycle the got to catch them all. Like the, yeah. the compulsive addictive cycle that they, they breed inside of you to keep playing the game. And then you say it's good just because you're addicted to it. But, uh, and then at a certain point I was just like, what am I even doing, dude? I'm playing like a 24 year old game or something. Like, <laughs> That's the time that you were like, what am I doing? No. Well, what, what, sparked it for me was i looked at the save file because uh-huh. i was playing it on an emulator i looked at the save file and it was like less than a kilobyte and i'm like all this time and effort i've been putting into something and it's just this tiny little file there yeah. it's so like minuscule and unimportant but i don't know <laughs> there, it was, uh, there, funny. there are pokemon players that have legacy pokemon so pokemon that they've had forever um I know people that play Pokemon at a competitive level, like literally go to tournaments and all that kind of shit. And then I know people like me that are like, I'll play it because my friends are playing it. Um, but I, apparently this is truly the worst one because they just cut so many fucking corners. Normally, like when your Pokemon is burned, right? And it's a status effect burn. Um, they take damage every turn, right? Or at the end mm-hmm. of every turn. And usually there's like a little animation where they get burned or whatever. They remove those. No one knows why. Hmm. So weird. Why it, it was it cri- critically, uh, you know, it did well critically, which is strange. I mean, you could probably look up some other critic scores, but I, it's just, I mean, Sonic's <laughs> Sonic, the new Sonic got better reviews than like God of War. Yeah. Like critically. And it's and not a good game. It is broken as fuck as well. Oh, geez. All right. 
I think we're seeing like a gaming, Negative a triple A gaming recession. <laughs> and I think God of War Ragnarok is going to pull us out of it, but we'll talk about that later. Um, what about you, Gummy, though? What, uh, you got Tempest Rising? What's that about? Yeah, uh, so Tempest Rising is going, is Cricket Soldier actually showed me this game, and um, it is a Command and Conquer-like game. Well, it is basically, it's as if, like, if Command and Conquer was made today. Mm. And uh, him and I, we always, uh, we kind of grew up playing Command and Conquer Red Alert 2. So this was something we're very interested in uh, playing. And it's just the, uh, the right, yeah, right now it's just the video here, but it, it seems like it's going to be pretty good. I'm hoping it's going to be good. It does look good. A lot of times, a lot of times you get burned on these on these games that look um, Command and Conquer like games, and they come out and they're just trash. Like Red Alert Three was kind of not great. Oh yeah, they uh, even have the full motion video, or it looks like they're trying to the go FMV for it. cutscenes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those yeah. are great. Yeah, um, <laughs> even the even the uh, the music that goes into the uh, into this uh, trailer or uh, teaser, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, you can just feel have that command and conquer vibe to it. You can just feel it. Yeah, it was probably this it's is like, probably made by a bunch of fans of the original. Fans or um, they got help with from the original creators. Hmm. But, yeah. yeah, I played okay. a lot of Command and Conquer. Not so much Red Alert. Like I was, I remember being so invested in command and conquer. Then when red alert came out, I was just like, ah, I don't like it, you know, because oh, of yeah. all the changes and stuff. That but, happened to me with TF2, man. I didn't like it initially. Yeah. It's when you get to used to one thing, but there were so many command and conquer sequels. Like there were a lot of them, more than people realize. And none of them were <laughs> very good. I think, I think that, um, they did like a remaster a year or two ago. That was supposedly pretty good. Oh uh, yeah, Command Con- they yeah, they have a couple of remasters up on um uh on one of the yeah. game selling sites. <laughs> uh I don't know which one it is. <laughs> uh, Christian, can you uh, look up the song it, the I'm pretty game? sure it's actually um uh, I forget what I don't know. But yeah, it's they did through a whole bunch of remasters. Yeah, we covered it on the Some of podcast. Probably. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, but yeah, I remember the uh, the remaster being pretty good. Uh, Christian, can you look up the song "Mechanical Man" from Command and Conquer, dude? That was the banger from <laughs> from Command and Conquer. Uh, yeah, I, I got to play the um, the remaster. I think it, it might have been on Game Pass or something. But those cutscenes are like burned into my brain. I'll never forget those. Yeah. Dude. The hand of Nod yeah. cutscenes. I, I usually played the bad guys, the hand of Nod, not the GDI. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. I always made it a. And then, well, Ooh. Yuri's Revenge came out. I never. That's the one that I never actually got into. <laughs> okay, so this is the song. But wait for it, dude. They're gonna drop in with like the robotic voice. Oh, nice. When did this game come out? I'm digging it. It's a banger, dude. They don't make them like they used to. That's solid. That's good, dude. The uh, Red Alert soundtrack was really good too. I still listen to some uh, uh, some songs from that. Nice. No, we're not into that new wave garbage, dude. They weren't you listening? <laughs> Get out! Get your Red Alert out! <laughs> Give me that maximum of half a gig on a CD uh, bullshit. You know what I'm saying, dude? I want to say Command and Conquer was like the first game that I played online. Maybe 
but we it had was, to do it the hard uh, way. We had I'm to do like sure. IPX land, dude. It was like it was not easy getting that set up. Like we had yeah, to figure yeah. some stuff out. Yeah. So back in the day, uh, Crick and Soldier and I, that was our pretty, I'm pretty sure that was our first, other than being like couch co-op, that was our first online game dial up. We, I had mm-hmm. dial up <laughs> and I would set that dial up. Uh, we'd do the dial up and he would, uh, he had DSL though. So he was much more groovy than oh, I was. Man. was and, uh, <laughs> Did you guys yeah, play but, this one? Dune 2000? It was like exactly, there's so many clone games, but like this yeah. was one of them. Yep. And this one fucking rock. Oof. Uh, Oof. I've never even heard of that one. <laughs> <laughs> He's rustling his jimmies, dude. He fucking loves this. <laughs> uh, right. So uh, what is Rotten Reich? So that's another RTS. Um, just throwing all the RTSs out. There's a couple good RTSs coming out here soon, hopefully. But Rotten Reich is going to be a Company of Heroes-like game, I would say. Oh, okay. um, so smaller squad, squad, yeah, squad RTS type of art, um, game, and then this one. It sounds like it's they have like four different factions, from what I hear. I don't know. Is it the the they're rats, mice, cockroaches, yeah, and lizards? Oh, okay. And it's like an alternate World War Two, but with like rats, mice, <laughs> lizards, like and cockroaches. Tail. Yeah, but and um, human the, bodies. The second video, Christian, uh, if you if you go to that one, that one uh, shows uh, the trailer is just awesome. Uh, shows a whole bunch of cool stuff on that on that second part. Um, and it's just the cinematic, but like still, uh, it kind of shows you what you know. No, just like Bobby says, you can always tell how good a game is by the cinematic. <laughs> <laughs> it gets me hyped up. I I, me too, dude. I can't. I can't get this guy's oh. pulse going for no matter what. I do. Oh, real dude. gameplay. Never forget too. what was that one? Uh, Dead Island. Uh, that yeah. trailer was so dude, good. Dead Island too. The game was pretty good too, but the, it was just like I don't know. After that, I could just never take a cinematic trailer seriously. Plus, how many times? Like EA, like every t- EA trailer. Yeah. Uh, I will say this about RTS. I was thinking about it the other day. How like. Uh, almost every big AAA title comes out for all systems now. It's just like you don't even have to ask anymore. It's just like it's it's across the board. But RTS is like almost like still fundamentally PC. It's very rare. They they don't go. They do go to Sony, but you don't see them as much for sure. Well, yeah, it's just hard to do that with a controller. Yeah, yeah. There was a there was a Halo game where they tried Halo Reach. Yeah, they tried to do an RTS on a controller. I think it was fairly successful. No. But- Says Christian. So, right, uh, Halo Command, Wars, and, Command and Conquer bastards. came to um, Command and Conquer Tiberian Sun. I believe it's three and four, uh, or maybe it was just three with, that split up into two different ones. Uh, but Tiberian Sun came to the, the console, and it was actually pretty uh, pretty decent. That was back when I wasn't a uh, I didn't have a PC or anything. I was just console gamer. Mm. And uh, I, it actually worked out pretty well. I thought they did that really well. Um, they used the uh, re- um, circular circular um, thing with the D-pad and all that to pick your different units, whatever. Um, so, yeah, that I, and it looked good, too. And it played. It was fun. So it can be. But done. It's just not. Yeah, done it, as can, it can be done. It's not as. 
Yeah. Um, no, I think yeah. it can be done. I just think like people don't expect RTS games or are not used to them on consoles too. It's kind of like sports games on PC. It just, yeah. I don't yeah. know. We, they've kind of, uh, even if yeah, you make right. a good one, like people just don't really play it because they're just like, yeah, that's a console thing. I don't know. I still can't get a fucking UFC game on PC, you fuckers. <laughs> um, so I got a uh, Rogue Soulstone, Bobby, which is uh, the same, not only the same uh, makers of Soulstone Survivors, but it's the same fucking assets. Like you could tell it's all. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, the same thing. Yeah. They just pulled the same character, which I always like. I encourage this so much. I want double A and. St- uh, certain studios to be reusing their assets. Like try a bunch of games. You it takes a long time to make all these graphics and stuff. Plop them into as many fucking games as you want and like put it out there. So anyway, um, Soul Stone, Soul Stone Survivors, which I played this week, uh, but I'll get into that later. Um, is yeah, basically uh, it's one of those uh, vampire survival games, but this is a roguelike game. So the the perspective is different. You play from the third perspective and uh, third person perspective, and you. It's so funny. It's the exact same. It's the uh, same background talent tree, the talent the same, tree, everything. Yeah. The same okay. Maybe you t- took it a little too far, guys. <laughs> 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 no, but like it's a cool aesthetic. And, uh, yeah, I, I definitely support them using, uh, different things, especially since yeah. I, I like, it's like same game, more. different genre. Yeah. This seems like it should be uh, multiplayer, but, um, uh, I didn't see anything about it being multiplayer. Um, but yeah, I like roguelikes. I already like these guys. Uh, I like their other game. So I'll probably give this a try. Uh, supposedly it's coming out next year. So hopefully it is with all the money they're getting from Soulstone survivors. Maybe it'll come out, uh, faster or on time. 2023 yeah all right is it multiplayer uh Uh, no no single player controller support all right Hmm. captain of industry what's that so captain of industry is a factorio like um, so if you were to take factorio and like a anno 2020 or 2070 and just like made a baby and that would be like this captain of industry so um, you have your belts. You have uh, um, <clears throat> everything gets br- uh, created from simple resources, or uh, they got gold, uh, copper, iron, sort of stuff like that. Uh, and those all go into different machines. Those produce stuff, which produce other things. But the difference between what this is and, let's say, Factorio is that you have people. And you have to manage those people. Um, so you have to do farming and you have to collect their waste and figure out where you want to put the waste. Uh, and so, and then, uh, you know, different, and then you can also terraform the land as well by moving dirt from one place to another, to maybe create a land bridge or, uh, whatever you need to do. Or, uh, create a dock or something. It's all the big industries basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, oil. Um, uh, and then on top of that, there's other islands that you can trade with. So that's the kind of like the, uh, Anno thing. And then out in the ocean, there are pirates that can come attack your trade vessels. They have to start arming up your trade vessels, stuff like that. Uh, and then, uh, I haven't gotten too far. It's still, uh, in early access. 
Um, I purchased it once, but it was too early for me, so I ended up refunding it, and uh, I've just bought it like a couple days ago again because it was looking like it was making great progress, and um, really excited to give this one a go again. There's a bunch of stuff going on there for sure. Yeah, uh, it's a, a Factorio game. That's a Factorio game. A lot of stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, eventually, you can, <laughs> eventually, you can build a rocket. I guess that's been released lately, uh, recently. You know, I've never um, played any of those Anno games either, but I hear those are good. Anno is a city, kind of like a city builder, almost futuristic. I feel like Sniper would have played Anno games. I feel I, feel, I don't know if that's a Sniper game or not, but no, he likes peasants. He likes the old, right? You don't play <laughs> yeah, the, the old times. No futuristic stuff. Yeah, the, Dude, that's what I'm saying. Give me this, but give me like 17th century France. Give me the like. Give me all the shit, but I want to like send out peasants. To it would just, things. dude. It would be cows and people dying of the plague. It would be so exactly. That, why good. don't Why don't you want to manage yeah, that? That's so fun. <laughs> yeah, at no fourteen oh four. You got your peasants. Oh, boom! You your lords and your ladies. <laughs> hey, hey, there you this, go. Exactly this what you asked for. This is one of my favorite games. I think this is like one of the first more complex. Like uh, first, I started playing RTSs, and then this was the first one after. That um, uh, was a little bit more complicated, but yeah, good, good game. Play it, Nick. Hmm. I'll try it out. No, he won't. Try it out. <laughs> no, he won't. <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> those, those I'm waiting for that fucking games, game man. that you showed us, where it's like, it's kind of like Mountain Blade, but it also has like a Sim City aspect. Do you remember what it is? It's like medieval something. Dude, or... I have the tattoo right Manor on my Lords. fucking that's, ass. That's it's Manor Lords. Manor Lords. You have yeah. a Manor Lords tattoo. Of course. No, just joking. I, I am looking forward to it, but not that much. It's just a peasant with a shovel. Yeah. Like, this is the official Manalord statue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Dude, this yeah, is so fun. Yeah. What is it supposed to come out again? Uh, who knows? It's just one guy. So, oh, uh, yeah, it's one yeah. dude. So, never. Uh-huh. It says support email. It's literally like John at Manalords. It's just one guy. <laughs> Uh, his yeah. name is Eric, and he's on my ass. No, can you uh, can you send him a message and be like, "Can we interview?" There you go. So hit him. Yeah, I'll do it. He's pretty busy, dude. Serious. Literally creating a world. He's busy. Yeah. But yeah. Yes. Send him in whatever a twit. All right. Now we got highlights. Um, these are games that we played and uh, have something to say about. Uh, Bobby. You, I have a lot to say about the Divine Knockout, man. But uh, uh, let me hear what you have to, for it. Well, we can talk about Divine Knockout first because we both played that. So this is the game that is by. Um, it, it's based off of Smite. Hi-Rez. Yeah, it's by Hi-Rez. It's based off of Smite, which is a game. If you listen to this podcast, you know, like we love Smite. Um, but this is a. It's a knockout game, a brawler knockout game, similar to. Uh, I heard what, what platform is, fighter is platform fighter. That's is how they yeah. is the appropriate term. I guess so. Okay, I read it for the first time when I was reading this. Okay, I don't know. I don't play these games, but it's it's like what, what's the famous one on the Switch? Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers. Yeah, um, it's like a Smash Brothers game, and there's never really been a good one on the PC. People have tried, and they always fail, and it just never seems to capture whatever makes Smash Brothers so much fun. Multiverses is doing well, right? Multiverses. Yeah, that one's doing. Yeah, well. I've heard Multiverse is doing pretty good. Oh, yeah. okay. That's the one with yeah. CPU that one recently came out. Yeah, yeah. all the, the Warner Brothers characters. Yeah. So this one is not 2D. It is 3D, which kind of switches it up because I don't think I've seen any 3D 
platform brawlers. Like yeah, that. this is the first time that I've seen it yeah. like this. And it's got all the gods from Smite. Their abilities are pretty similar. They're not exactly the same, but they're kind of similar. And the idea with these games, I guess, is that you beat up on each other and eventually when you do enough damage, they become easier to knock out. Like you can hit them farther. So you're trying to knock them off of some platform in order to win. And I don't know, I played this game for a while and it seemed like fun at first. And then I just hit a point where I was just like, ah, I'm bored with this. It was a little too arcadey. Kind of like when we were talking about the Atari games, how I said like those are just so short lived, the enjoyment, because that's how rudimentary the games were back then that's kind of how i felt about this one it's just it, it it is in early access beta so i think they really have to flesh out kind of the uh meta game you know the stuff outside of the core gameplay loop to really keep you coming back and playing more rounds and make you invest more in the matches um yeah but yeah i don't know so it, it could have potential if they they work on that but did you uh play as a mirror of course, dude. Yeah. Of course I got to play as Ymir. I thought it was very odd that you had to like unlock him uh, or just the way that, yeah, just like give us all the things. It's an early fucking Well, beta. it's strange because they give you, if you do the training tutorial, you unlock uh, King Arthur, I think. And then they give you a bunch of credit to unlock stuff in the store, even cosmetics and stuff. But you have to actually go in and unlock them. Yeah, why don't they just give you access to everything? And there, there weren't very many gods to choose from too. I, I'm sure they'll... There's like eight, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And they need a lot more. And I'm sure they'll add... I mean, Smite has well over 100 at this point. So I I just feel justified because, uh, well, I was obsessed with Smite and I would send Bobby these huge texts about like, they should put Jesus and this would be his powers and, uh, and all this <laughs> stuff. And like, and I, would, I would like, this is his passive ability and, here, and all this stuff. He's like, all right, man, you're getting a little too crazy. And then another one of my ideas was how, why don't they take the fucking uh, Smite characters and make a Smash Brothers games? Because, uh, you know, you already have everything, all the characters fleshed out. You have their abilities fleshed out like it's all there all you have to do is fucking change the um the the view i didn't think they were going to do this uh i was thinking of a more traditional side side scroller type mm -hmm. uh but yeah it just i feel justified in in my crazy ideas that i was like yeah just fucking do it this way and it is funny that they took the traditional moba and flipped it on its head and put it third third person and then uh they did they're doing the same thing with this. It's never been done in this view. I, you know, I had a good time. Almost exactly like you, Bobby. Like, I had a good time. Um, and then, you know, it just kind of, there's not a ton there. I, yeah. It's it, hard to put my finger on. Well, what why. I was hoping for, because I was playing, like, I think it was 3v3 matches. I think that's the default. Yeah. I was hoping for more of a synergy between the teammates. Like, okay, you... You line up oh, this shot and I combo with this ability. Not not necessarily like tanks or like role-based stuff, which I agree might might be cool too. Like, okay, this person's the healer, this person's the tank, this one's the damage dealer. Like, uh, that would have been cool. But even just like um, comboing abilities together and yeah. finding synergies between characters. Like, I'm sure there are. We, um, I mean, I'm sure they plan to put that in. I went up again. It probably exists. It just takes a while to discover that after yeah. a while. I was having a fine time with, uh, you know, just whatever, playing, doing okay. And then I went up against a trio that we, dude, it was disgusting what they were doing to us. And yeah, somebody, some one guy knocked me off and then his teammate threw something at me and made sure I didn't come back. I was like, fuck, I, these guys, how are these guys pros? It came out today. <laughs> yeah. It came out today. 
Uh, there's always those people. Yeah. It's just four of the developers sitting yeah. on a team. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> the only people that play with us. Who are the gods now? All right. Uh, yeah. So that was um, Divine Knockout. And you can, it's in beta or early access, but you have to request it. You can do that from the Steam page. I did it and I got in almost immediately, like within yeah. an hour, I got in. Um, uh, since we were talking about social survivors, I don't know why I have a hard time saying that. It's a lot of S. It is, yeah, it's not a it soul stone survivors. Um, is that vampire survival game? Bobby talked, I mean, he went into detail all about it. I just wanted to cut, uh, come up with a couple of other things that I noticed about it. Um, one, I really dig the music, man. I thought they fucking... <laughs> That's so funny, dude, because you know what I do. Every time I load up a game, yeah. I turn the music off. Oh, so you, you haven't heard the music? You know what? I had it turned at a very low volume, so I did kind of hear it, and it was kind of confusing me because it was like a real thumping kind of beat, yeah. if I remember correctly, and it was like, it sounded like a phone ringing almost at the volume I had it at, like far away, my phone was vibrating, uh, like... Yeah, so I I don't know, but yeah, I didn't really get the musical experience. So Bobby's the only one in the world that had that experience. Everybody else listened to music. <laughs> you um, know, I did want to thing. say that like the desert is kind of like desert themey, but still mm-hmm. also like techno. But like, yeah, and then the swamps sound swampy. Like whoever did the sound design, <laughs> it, sounds, it was cool, man. It was a real swampy tune. It was a real swampy tune, man. <laughs> and uh there was the other thing um i'm having a really good time with it i i enjoy it uh bobby have you played much more i haven't played any more this week no I, oh, did you okay. did you go golems because that's what i was like dude the golems are like they're so strong yeah they're they're incredibly they're too strong they had yeah. that whoa um what was that i don't know it was me saying, saying something about something he sorry that was my bad <laughs> <laughs> He's he likes to watch video of me nonstop, okay. even during while I'm talking. It's just I, I want to try the endless mode. That's something that I haven't done yet. Um, but I, I think you have to beat a certain amount of levels or like progress to a certain point before you can get to the endless. How many modes. characters did you unlock? By? Uh, you, you how many do you start out with? Two, two. I, I must have unlocked like three, maybe four. Huh. I, I unlocked additional. A yeah, like additional. Oh shit! The, the ranger. Um, yeah, I got the ranger. Uh, one other. The like, houndmaster. The houndmaster. The the guy who throws the fire waves is like a mage. Oh yeah, pyromancer. Yeah, I think I unlocked three characters. Um, yeah, I having a good time. I can't wait to see the other characters. I I already beat every level and. Um, I just don't know what I'm supposed to... Like, there's modifiers? Yeah, so you do the modifiers, and then it makes it harder, but there's, like... It, it's kind of confusing the way that they do that. Okay, we got the tunes coming in. But, That's this kind of like desert. a phone vibrating. Yeah. Okay, so what... What area does this sound like? Does it sound swampy? I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, that's definitely a desert tune. It's a desert tune. See what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, my God. But uh, it's like a soundscape. <laughs> what the hell was I even saying, dude? <laughs> I was different. saying that I'm done with Soul Survivors, and God, I want to hear about some God of War Ragnarok. Man, this this fucking game, man. Um, so I put a seven hour, or me and Leslie, I should say, have put seven hours and 50 minutes in it, and we are still having a fucking blast. I would say that this game is arguably one of the most, if not the most, well-paced game there is. 
So funny because uh, the ACG guys like the worst thing about this game is the pacing. <laughs> nah, man. So but like, he beat it. Wait, he already finished it, and you, you know, you're seven hours in. So yeah, that might be that might be a difference. Um, obviously, I'm not going to bring up any spoilers. Um, the game follows directly after the events of the first one. I want to say, like, I think it's only like a, a year difference between the two, so that. There's more, a little bit more character development or something like, and stuff like that. And, um, it is, it's, it's, if you love the first one, this game has so much fan service from the first one, obviously, that the first, like, every time you meet an old character, it's as interesting or if not even more interesting than meeting a new character. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because, like, everyone has reactions. So everyone has reactions to seeing each other. And the characters portray that. And one of my favorite things from the first game and the second game is that there are cutscene dialogue. There is cutscene dialogue where everything is, you know, scripted and it's just happening in the, in the scene. But there's also this passive dialogue that exists between characters. And 99% of the time in the game, you have three talkable characters on the screen. You have Kratos, Mimir, and Atreus, and that's it's usually the ca- the case. I have played some of the other ca- uh, some of the other characters, um, and what's nice about that is that it does not feel like it's crowbarred into the game, or they're trying to get it as a gimmick. I see why they've done it. Right? It's not like God of War, how God of War was um, on the PlayStation Two, where Every boss you defeated gave you a new weapon, right? Now it's Kratos has his two or three powerhouse weapons, and the characters are now the things that kind of the change the the, the way you play the game. Um, I I can't wait to finish this. I would like to finish it before the WoW expansion comes out on the thir- on the twenty eighth. I think I can. I just don't want to have to rush through it. This is something where, like, when me and Leslie want to play, we we both look at each other. We're like, yeah, about three hours until like twelve o'clock or two hours before twelve o'clock. That's our bedtime. Let's play some God of War. Baby's asleep. This is no like, I got twenty minutes. Baby's taking a shit. Let's <laughs> go play. Like that's not the case. That that's not. You have to sit down and play it. And like every time we play it, it feels like we're watching a movie. That's what and that's not really, a bad thing. That's what I was talking to John about playing God of War, and um, I was I came home fucking exhausted from working, and but I had some free time, and I was like going through my games, and I'm like, no, this is too difficult. I, I wanted no effort, and then I was like, oh, I'll just sit back and watch God of War because you know unless you really uh, go after the really heavy hitters, um, you, you know, not the combat's still fun. Yeah. But but it's not like you know I'm I'm not stressing out about this game. It's more, but yeah. and then the fucking banter. Uh, that's I think that's what you were talking about, Bob. Uh, yeah, it's just the the conversations that happen organically in the yeah. world. Yeah, exactly. It uh, it really pushes the story for. No, it fleshes out the story. It the the cutscenes push the for- story forward. But it's just the regular talking back and forth that really makes this game. Uh, Nick, I I'm a crier. I watch things and I cry very Dude, easily. Usually, this uh, this game arguably now has quickest time to cry for me. 
and Leslie. Uh, we were just like, oh, oh why? What in the first game? There's what in the first game made you cry? Like, I at no point Yo, was I even close. Are you done? Yeah, I finished. Oh, okay. I mean, we can talk about God of War one. It's been out for five years or yeah, six yeah, yeah. years. So, um, there was just a lot of points where, like, you think, or I don't know, being a new parent, or or, or and uh, and just knowing that we wanted kids, there was times where we were like, I really feel like this as a parent. And when you're talking to Atreus, the thing for me that in the first game or the, the essentially the fourth game, I had so much background knowledge of Kratos because I played all the other ones. Right. Right. And so I know the changes that he's made emotionally and as a human, and I still see uh, the things that linger. Yeah. You're a lot more and connected so, to Kratos than I was. Yeah, for sure. And so like, you start to self-reflect in that in a, in a way, right? Because in God, in God of War one through three, you're banging fucking demons and angels and and fucking gods and shit, and you're eating stuff and you're and you're just tearing everything apart. But now, like Kratos is, it's not to say he's calmed down, but Kratos has really adopted the father figure um, situation in the sense of. He doesn't really know what to do, but he wants to assume the role. Yeah. And so it, that's such a curveball as a character, right? Like I said, you're just used to being angry, banging, and then killing. Like, that's all you did <laughs> to th- fucking that, you know? And especially um, if you don't fucking know God of War, the game opens up in the first 20 minutes with his wife being buried. Yeah. And Kratos never had a wife. So you're like, what the fuck? You know, like as a person that was that played the previous ones, you're like, what am I missing? And that's part of the the charm of the game for me is that a lot of that who his wife was, what his wife did, isn't in cutscenes at all. It's in the small banter. Yeah. Like Leslie, you when I play games and Leslie is watching, um, she watch like seventy percent of the time, eighty percent of the time, and then she'll be on Instagram or or messaging her sister, like whatever she wants to do, and that's perfectly fine, right? And God of War, neither one of us has our phones out unless it's to check out the time. Mm. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, I'll I'll be playing this in a year or year and a half whenever it comes around. Dude, I gotta go steal check Chad's PS Five. I gotta go check out what's going on. Sounds like something's going on, right, Bobby? Yeah, there's a lot of noises in yeah, your house. Too. You may want to investigate. <laughs> <laughs> but uh definitely check out god of war if you can on the playstation 5 if not you're gonna have to wait a smidge all right um what did you have gummy i i i had the- well, I, I was about to ask the 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 uh god of war that's on steam is that a remake or is that what this is or no so we've mentioned this before but it's still hella confusing so there was three and a half um, very core games that came out on the PlayStation 2 and PlayStation 3. Um, but the thing is, the time difference between the fourth one and the third one is so huge that it's not even close to any of the time the time delays between the first three from each other, right? Um, you don't. You legitimately do not have to play the the first three to. Yeah get a good game and a good experience and, and meet these characters for the first time in a, in a different way. Um, but if you want to be really tied to characters, they've remastered one and two, 
they're fun games. Like if I had to equate them to a game that's coming out now, it's like a hack and slash and devil may cry uh, put together. Um, well, yeah. The reason I was asking is because I have zero interest in ever getting a, like a PlayStation. Yeah. So if I were to play one, I'd play it on steam and I was wondering if I needed to know what the other ones were. So have ever played them before in order to play the one on God of War and have, still have a good time and understand the story. No, you can play God of War on Steam. To be honest, the the first three God of Wars, that's a solid like 30 hours of entertainment. It it, it is fun and it is to me, like as in a very emotional person, I like character building, I like lore. And so like I said, in the first 20 minutes, I'm over here bawling my eyes out because what the fuck's going on? But that's arguably because I'm more more um, attached. And the same thing happens with like Metal Gear Solid. If I play Metal Gear Solid right now, like I'm probably going to cry at certain moments because I just love the game series so much. There's been a couple a times, Gummy, where I went into a series like that. And uh, like Halo Infinite was my first Halo. And uh, so I went on YouTube and... They're angels of YouTube, you know. There's just people that are passionate about stuff, and they they're like, "This will get you catched up, get caught up yeah. in 15 minutes," you know. For and then you know, there there's something for that for any of the big big name ones, so you can get caught up uh, pretty yeah. easily. And that's also how I watched the entire uh, game of um, The Last of Us. I watched it all. The, some person play the entire thing, the first one, because uh, I, I had to- heard how good it is, you know. So, um, but I'm glad I played the second one. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, w- I would definitely pick this up, Gummy. Uh, even if it's not your type of game, it's just fucking, it's just game Well, it looks goodness. like fun, just destroying monsters all over the place. But hey, uh, I, So, one thing that I will say, last thing about it. The difference in like monster size versus like how many gods you're fighting, right? From the first set of games to this, these last two that have released is, is different, but it's nice. Um, if you got, if you don't have an emulator, you can't play the old one. So you definitely shouldn't, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. Uh, speaking of Halo Infinite though, you've been playing it, gummy. Yeah, um, I've been playing that with uh, Cricket Soldier, uh, playing the co-op on Halo Infinite, and uh, we've been enjoying. I think we, I, I'm not sure because I haven't beaten it yet. Like I've played it through on the campaign single player, but I never beat it. Um, so I think I'm. Uh, we're about halfway through. Um, we're enjoying it, but you know, three four three has a way of fucking things up so uh, what's wrong with the what's wrong with the the co-op i want i wanted to play this no, with leslie so. oh there's nothing wrong with this co-op yet that i've found so far um they uh the master chief collection had all sorts of things wrong. oh yeah uh, that was heart, heart garbo for the first yeah. like, year but uh right now uh we're enjoying uh enjoying it quite a bit because you know one of the best things about halo is running around in vehicles and you know, you just feel badass with vehicles, you know? Yeah. And my um, big complaint was this, like, I, the outdoor stuff is fucking awesome. Like, yeah, the uh, vehicles and all that well, stuff, it's fucking really fun. But then if 60 or 70% of the game happens in metal hallways and it's just, it gets so repetitive, dude, you know it, what I mean? It, you, make, you make this beautiful outdoors and then 
Ugh, it's, it's so aggravating. Did, Every single spaceship put, is metal fucking hallways, and they're the same color. And er, uh, uh, you play, you played Infinite, right? You I finished it. Yeah, game. it gets yeah. so yeah. repetitive, man. The out, but like I said, the outdoors is awesome. It's the best part of the game. I could have, I would have loved this game with no metal hallways. This yeah. this game is one of the games where that was the strongest critique of it. Besides, like not having multiplayer, but actual like game content, um, like primarily for the main mode of the game, which is single player. That was one of the biggest complaints was that all the engagements felt the same unless you were outside. Yeah, and if you and if you'd never played the first one, as someone who played the first one while in Mexico with a group of like twenty Mexican villagers behind me, um, <laughs> that first level of the first game is so intimidating because you're just like, wait a second, this FPS is letting me run around on an Island and riding vehicles. And I just saw all my squad mates get shot down, like shot, like killed that change of pace, like dynamically was such a big thing that I would say you should play the first one. It's been remastered, uh, Emilio, especially if you have game pass. Cause I think you get the master chief collection with it. Yeah. Nah, um it's no the first one's fun uh and before the co-op came out uh cricket and i were trying to go through all of them in order um halo 5 you're not allowed to play because they only put it on console but bobby didn't uh, you play that i heard that was hard hard i heard that was hot hot garbage recently like in the last five years The, the original halo yeah no not recently i used to play it back in the day like when it was on pc I thought you played the remastered or something. Uh, well, I think we all jumped in and checked it out when it, the uh, the just, recent one came out, Infinite or the, whatever the just like was. you said earlier, Amelia. Though they have a, a Halo movie series, like a whole movie. Uh, you go to YouTube or whatever, and they play through all the cutscenes. Yeah, play through, and it's like probably two or three hours long. Yeah, and, I, uh, I did a lot of skipping around on that one. <laughs> yeah, so. Got me. Uh, the best thing for me for Halo was Halo Forge, where all the custom mods yeah. people made, and now they're coming up for this. Have you tried any of this? These like custom uh, games with cricket? I have not. Uh, I haven't done really any multiplayer. Uh, I played a little bit when the game first came out with uh, a few other people on the Discord. Cool. Uh, they, ha- but, they have they have like custom scripts in it now. Like someone's making yeah. like Tron in Halo. Uh, you ride your bike and you get like shot out the end and you die if you crash in the back of it. They remade Bespin platforms from Star Wars Battlefront. I don't know if anyone else <laughs> fucking remembers that, but that no, was- no one knows what a Bespin platform is. Just like no one knows what like a Talos Farseer is. We're not not everybody as nerdy as me and you, man. We love the deep lore. Yeah, with Bespin, no Bespin. Bespin platforms was a specific map on Star Wars Battlefront that like. Um, FPS players love it's been recreated in a bunch of games but anyways now it's here in Halo Forge so uh, that's what I'm excited for for Infinite I think that's yeah but how, the, are, are games on gamepads moddable I obviously they are right so Halo has its own modding tools within it um, some of them oh. allow modding up to the the game pass discretion but most of the time when those mods involve certain things they don't allow them Mm, gotcha um but what i will say about forge mode uh for those who don't know what it is it's a game mode it's not even a game mode it's essentially a program 
or you can create anything you want in Halo. And it used to be really so popular that a whole fucking YouTube channel and business was started based off of just Forge. And it's, it was one of the biggest YouTube channels in the world. Um, the red versus blue. Exactly. Um, but what I will say it's rooster teeth, but what I will say about this new one is that the amount of tools that they've given people has never been bigger. And not all the, all the halo games have a forge mode, Mm. but this one has been so crazy. Like people are recreating Mario Kart, People are recreating all this other stuff. Um, that some people in their generational gap with Halo, Forge was the thing that was fun for them to do. Not the single player, not the multiplayer, but Forge itself. And everybody who's who's like a diehard Forge fan says that this is the best one by far. Dude, nice. in the original Halo Forge, I made a, a paintball a paintball map. It was single kill with the alien pistol. Mm-hmm. And I just set it up like a paintball field and other people were playing it. You know, I would like run into people in the multiplayer lobbies playing my paintball game, which was pretty, pretty neat. So that's a cool feeling. Yeah. It's time to come back. It's time to go back to forge, see what people are making, uh, play some Tron, have some fun. This Tron looks really fun. Like Like, it's such a good idea. And you can, you can see what the assets are. Like it's just one of the ATVs. Every time it drives, it just drops a static block and the static block just has a death box in it, and then it kills whatever it touches. Boom, you invent the Tron cycles. Make them glow. So, like, and the thing is, people um, people get, what is it called, like, recognized by 343 for what they've created. Mm. And there's, like, they have, there's, like, check out this fucking Forge game of the mode of the week. They invented Super Mario Brothers, you know. Yeah. And that, that, there's plenty of that around as well. It's a whole community. It's good when it's almost necessary for the game studio to support the people that are supporting them by doing all the uh, extra stuff, all the extra media. Don't Mm. don't ignore it and act like it's not there. Point it out and boost people up. That's the right way to do it. My first, uh, yeah, go ahead. I was about to say, you know, it's one of the ultimate examples of that is the Dota thing, where Blizzard didn't buy Dota because they're like, this is our game, this is our. Our shit, fuck you, you get nothing. And you know what happened? Valve bought Dota. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This this is an aside, but you know that shitty gaming community I used to be a part of and help run Diplo? Oh, I got a funny story about that. Yeah, but continue. Uh, oh shit. Should I throw away my Diplo mugs? Because they're just taking up space. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, throw them yeah, away. Are we talking about the DJ Diplo? No, 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 no. So I, I used oh. to uh back when I was like thirteen and twelve, the first online community I got into was Warcraft three custom maps. And there was this community that supported like strategy games in that subgenre of like modding uh, called Diplo. And that's where Diplo started. But um, one of the cool things was that early on, we had Iceforge, the maker of Dota, go to our forums and he posted the picture of Valve, of the contract that Valve gave him, like in the boardroom and everything. He oh, came shit. back and he was basically like, I made it, guys, you know, like mm-hmm. some of us modders got big which was so cool i don't know i think that's the only game where that happened but it was was ice frog not ice forge right yeah ice frog did i say ice Forge? yeah you said ice Forge. infinite forge so much (laughs) okay sorry yeah my bad what were you gonna say emilio you said something no gummy had something oh i was gonna say my first experience with modding in any game came from halo 
and uh, we turned. I had an old Xbox, uh, just a, just a regular Xbox, and we turned it into like basically an Xbox PC, and we turned like the needler into the scarab gun and all that stuff. So every single needler that came out was a scarab shot. <laughs> it was just it was fun. So you were, those were like manual mods back then too. Like yeah. you had to install hardware for that to to be a thing. <laughs> so you were actually writing code. Oh no, I didn't do it. I don't even, Nah, you just bought it on the street like drugs. Uh, like, oh, I had okay. a, I had a buddy back then, uh, cricket, and uh, uh, and I we both had buddy, and he was into all that coding, like some of that stuff, and uh, uh. he, I gave him my Xbox, and like we'd go over there and just mess around with all these different mods that he would find or do, do put in there. So. Do any <laughs> of get a you sack and the newest mods, son? Yeah. Do, any, do any of you three on video know what a game genie is? Yeah, of course. Like a game shark? Yeah, maybe. It's the same game. thing. Yeah, it's, same it's thing. the same. It's literally the same exact thing. It's yeah, basically. The, the game shark was the newer version of it. Yeah. So it's a cartridge that you put your cartridge into and it would hack your game. You would uh, like put codes into it. So for Street Fighter 2, when it came out on the Super Nintendo, you'd use the game genie to. Um, like be able to play as the the final let four bosses, so it would make Vega, Saget, and and Bison playable before beforehand, or you could just do all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah, it was an early modding tool, I guess, a hardware modding tool. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I think that yeah, was a totally. lot on Halo. Yeah, it was. <laughs> We're going I mean, long it's, tonight. It's a good one. All right. All right. uh, Sniper, I'll, do, I, I'll guess I, I'll tell you that Diplo story another time. Then <laughs> no need. What? <laughs> what? Exciting! All right. A teaser for the next on, episode. I'll, I'll make on it air. Quick. No, I'll make it quick. It's nothing like that amazing. No, I was playing Hots. I was playing Aram in um, in Heroes of the Storm. Like I don't know, maybe a week ago, and uh, I saw some people from that community that I, I uh, that I was playing against. So like mm-hmm. we're queuing into a match and the load screens up with all the people you're playing against. I'm like, I recognize those names. And I thought about it for a second. I was like, Oh my God, those are guys are from uh, Diplo. So I'm telling the people I'm playing with, I'm like, guys, we can't lose this match. <laughs> like, we we can't lose these fucking nerds. Step it up, dude. You got to put on your big boy Jenko jeans. And you got to actually try none of this like weird bullshit. Like you guys pick sometimes like, let's play a real game here because these guys, I used to know them. They're not good. And if I lose to them, I'm going to kill myself. All right. <laughs> did you win? We, so they, oh, they're like, no. okay, all right. Did you want to win? Let's play. And so we went in there. And we stomped them so hard that they just sat in base and let us just push through to the core. And oh, and typical. Oh, geez. Typical Diplo, <laughs> sons of bitches. And we won in like four and a half minutes. They took a screenshot, dude. They were like, this is the fastest game we've ever played. Yeah. Awesome. Beautiful. So, so your friends are still terrible at that video game. Um, Good job. Not much Perfect. has changed in the last four or five years since, <laughs> since I used to play with uh, DLG. Uh, Fucking in-house hots go, man. That's a that's oh, a tunnel we shouldn't go down. Jesus, <laughs> that's right. yeah, the like days. the DLG Valheim bullshit. You guys ruined that game for me. Uh, all right, uh, let's talk about something else. Snowrunner. Oh, yeah. Um, that is becoming one of my favorite games ever. This like, is one uh, of those like it's it's not a racing game. It's like a physics game with vehicles. I played one of these. It was like Spin Out. I think it was called. 
spin tires, spin tires. and there's also mud runners, and there's a whole thing about I don't know how those coincide with each other. Happens to do with developers and the dev or developers and the publishers not getting along very well. But uh, <laughs> this is one of those games um, where you're taking stuff from one place to another place, right? One place, yeah, one Hell place yeah. to another place. Uh, the, in this newest uh, stuff, that there's uh, actually like production uh, creation inside of it, so you have to take pieces from one place to another and uh, create something in order to, you know, put a bridge together or uh, oh, build okay. this factory up in order to print this paper so like right now i'm uh putting together a paper factory um so i'm getting all the resources all over a couple maps like i might have to go over to another map to uh, bring the resources over to this one and really like the best way i could it's just a casual game um i've been playing a lot with burn division and him and i would just have a great time just chilling and uh there's no pressure to get things done you know, you're not under the time. You're not under a time clock or of any sort. Uh, I, f- uh, I, f- I feel like this game, the next update, like down the, well, not the next, next one, but eventually like it'll get to the point where it's like, you know what? They added a home life to the game now too. I have two disappointed wives. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't wait until that comes out. Like that's going to so, be fucking killer. Uh, Gummy. So um, you, when you play, when you play multiplayer, does that mean that, the other players helping you get more resources to your project. So, yeah. So, um, how it kind of works with like burn and we've also played with SOCOM a little bit too. He's come in. He actually, this is the first time I actually played where someone was on the switch playing and I, wow. and burn division and I were both playing on PC together. It was cross, uh, cross platform. But, um, you know, I might flip over my truck or something. So I'll be like, Hey, burn, can you bring over a uh, tow truck or something that come help flip me over? But also we got all this shit that we just carried over here laying all over the ground now. Yeah. Um, or yeah. fuel truck or something. We might need a fuel uh, stop halfway because, you know, our trucks are running really low on fuel by the time we get halfway to this location. So I'll be like, Hey, uh, you know, either I'll do it or someone else will do it. And then we'll, of a fuel track into a, a a decent spot so we can have some place to fuel. Maybe we'll take a huge tanker rather than a small tra- trailer or something. So uh, like so vehicle selection is key. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some of them are garbage, hot garbage, uh, but <laughs> you start off, uh, you start off, you know, with basically a, a little tiny truck and you find one truck and then, you take that one, you try to you go around the map until you can find another one, you purchase some more. Maybe you find one, then you sell it to buy another one. When you find uh, trucks and start driving, that's called stealing. It's actually Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, finders keepers, I guess. I don't know. A lot of the, the ones that you find, they're busted up. So you have to uh, take, repair via, uh, take a repair trailer or a repair truck or something out to that location and repair it in order for it to move. It doesn't have any gas and you need uh, wheels are jacked up. Engine's dead on it. So you have to take a repair, like all these repair items out to the truck, get it going. And then, or if it, you know, or if it's a mission, then you have to haul that vehicle all the way back to wherever you need it. It wants you to take you, take the vehicle. Um, so there's a lot of different things in it, man. I'm just in the last update it was pretty cool too because they uh, they brought in um, farming in a sense, not exactly farming, but like uh, it's a farming 
a map and you get into a tractor, you put down the plow and all this stuff and seed it and then harvest it. Um, These drivers These drivers are so industrious, dude. They drive their own trucks. They fucking build their own buildings. They could, they fucking, the guy fucking brings uh, lumber to make his own paper, to make his own copies, like writing, writing up deeds for cars he doesn't own. It's insane. The next thing thing is going to be, you're going to be starting a fucking union, dude. I'm telling you, you're going to be calling people, getting dues. You're going to be doing back alley deals. Next thing you know, you're working for the fucking mob. Now you got a gun. Well, I'm telling you, this is the future of gaming. So I have 187 <laughs> hours in this game, or 100 and maybe 90 now, since I played a little bit yesterday or yesterday, and um, uh, I've only completed 24 percent of the game. Wow! So hmm. um, there's a lot to Ooh, do. Um, yeah, mods. one of the things is uh, getting parts to build a rocket and shooting that up. Wow. Astronaut? Uh, Astronaut lawyer? Fuck <laughs> it. So, like, you have Farmer. to get all the par- parts to this, like, it's a hard map. I haven't even played it yet because it's so hard. It's in the snow. Uh, hmm. Like, uh, a map with this. Uh, it's called SnowRunner, Gummy. I know. I know it's called SnowRunner. <laughs> but there are maps. There are. <laughs> There are maps that don't have snow. I'm more of a snow walker. The one, <laughs> those are generally the ones that I've been playing recently. Like I'm playing uh, playing one in Wisconsin with papers. Hmm. Gotcha. I wonder Wisconsin if the rocket too. gets stuck and then you have to like get that out. Maybe you yeah, can build uh, an rocks they can get stuck up underneath your chassis in there. Yeah, those are pain. Yeah. I can't wait for the DLC to be able to see my kid graduate from fucking college. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. It's got a lot Eventually, going on. You're just gonna get to so many DC like DLCs. You're gonna get the God. You're gonna be like, you know what? I got I gotta take care of fucking Mumbai. You know, like things are going <laughs> yeah. down in Qatar. Like we gotta fix this shit. The I'm just one Italian Snow guy. No runner. That's what gets me. The game is called Snow Runner, and you're going to space. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know there's snow in space, right? <laughs> I no, I, I had no idea it was so deep. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to it. Um, but yeah, really I'm enjoying crying. it. I'm crying. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I played across the obelisk this Did week. you pick it up yourself? Did you buy it? No, I played it off of your account. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're, oh, <laughs> which is so weird because I couldn't play. I bought Soulstone Survivors because you couldn't play it off my account. I couldn't account? play it off your account. That's weird. Yeah. It, 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 it can be one of those games. Yeah, it's 10 bucks. I knew I was going to enjoy it. Yeah, and it's it's worth buying. Um, so Across the Obelisk is a deck-building roguelike that is also an RPG game, and it is also co-op. It was one of these ones that came out, and the whole uh, one of the key things about it was it was finally a uh, deck-building co-op game. They threw everything in this game, right, Bobby? Yeah. Dude, next thing you know, it's going to be a vampire survivor <laughs> next. <laughs> so I didn't get to play co-op on this, unfortunately. But I will say this. It definitely needs to be played co-op. It, I think it it would be a lot better because it is tough to manage four all characters. four characters, yeah. all their inventory. And uh, there, there's a lot of things to this game. So when I first started playing it, I was like, okay, it's a little more like Grifflins in the deck building type games because it's an RPG. You set out on a story. Um, there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of like cutscenes. There's a lot of like dialogue. There's a lot of um, uh, it's it's more of like one long journey that you're trying to progress through rather than a run that you're just going right. through. You know, there's a story. Yeah, um, 
and you you kind of live with your characters a lot longer than you would in say like slay the spire where it's just like oh that didn't work out start another one here we go uh it's also a lot more complex than a lot of the other deck building games there's a, a lot of different elemental effects and i can't remember what they call the other one it's like uh like mystic or something like that and and that has different types of effects there's like piercing blunt damage like there's just all of these different types of damage holy damage like uh, so many different kinds and so many different defenses and then like speed buffs and like two different types of protect uh, protections against like different things it, it was overwhelming at first i i didn't really like it but the more i played the more i i started to learn it and then i was okay with it um but it is difficult playing it with just one player now you can play this with up to four people co-op each person controls a character but just like in divinity original sin when i when i played that game doing the inventory management on four different people like you spend a lot of time just in your inventory sorting things out handling talent points trying to figure out okay where's uh where's the direction i want to go with this character do i want him to focus on bleed damage and then I, hopefully i get this one card that does a lot of damage to characters who have a lot of bleed stacked uh, and then also, uh, when I was talking about, like, when you get loot, you have to divvy up the loot, and you're probably mm -hmm. trying to figure out, fuck, do I give this to this guy or do I give it to that guy? Yeah, yeah. So it's like shared money and shared crystals, which is what you use to upgrade stuff as well. What is cool about playing it single player and controlling all the characters is you can build synergies between the characters. So I started having, or like, had um, my, uh, I guess, an archer or ranger guy take uh, bleed spells and then my warrior guy would take uh, bleed attacks as well and stuff that would combo well with bleed and you can build some synergies between the characters that are really fun i guess you can do that in co-op as well but it was just a lot of uh, a lot of overhead a lot of downtime just handling that stuff and i mean inventory isn't that deep in this game right no it's just a lot of stuff yeah. so you have to do deck building then you can equip gear for you guys yeah, four decks, uh, four gear. Um, and then there's a, a few other things as well. Like uh, there's like each character has a talent tree that yeah. that you can spec out. It, it adds up when you have to do everything four times. I did it all for the warrior. And then I was just like, I'm not even going to screw with the other ones, man. I just, I spent all my money and all my gems just on the warrior. Like, cause I was just too lazy to do the same thing. I wanted to get to the action. Um, but I warmed up to this game after a while. Uh, it it kind of grew on me. I I would be open to playing a co-op, but the uh, single player, I I don't know. It's a little time consuming, um, and it I, I think it's designed where you can't really beat the game on your first run. You're supposed to go through it, fail, take those points, spend them on like permanent upgrades, and then take that through to the next game. Um, and I don't know, man. I don't know if I enjoy the core gameplay loop enough to continue doing that. Rusty Bagel said he had 200 hours in this game. So I don't it's know. It's probably I, just sitting out his inventory, man. Yeah. 150 of that's just Dude. him like specking his characters. Yeah. Fucking Rusty Bagel. What a good ass name. <laughs> <laughs> He's got, he plays a lot of these games. Though. He plays a lot of, uh, I think after playing all these different ones, I still think my favorite one is Monster Train. I don't know, man. I, yeah. I think Monster Train is my favorite. That's fucking cool. I What you got out of Monster Train, Bobby, is what you're lacking from um, um, Risk of Rain 2. You know, how, like, um, 
in Monster Train, you're trying to bake, break the game. You're trying to get a combo that's so good that you break the game, yeah. basically. And it, the game allows you to do that, and it's encouraging you to, but you don't do it every run. And that's basically what you're doing in uh, Risk of Rain. You're mm. trying to get so powerful that nothing can touch you. But yeah. I don't think you've ever had, even though you've played a bunch of times. Well, I don't understand what anything is. I've always played Risk of Rain 2 with people who are way more knowledgeable than I am. And we kind of rush through stuff. Um, and I'm always like, what's this item? Should I trade that? What should I do here? And it, it, that's never a fun way to play the game. Yeah. But what, what I've noticed is this game across the obelisk, it's more of an RPG like Grifflin. It's more of a deck building RPG. And in those games, um, God, I completely forgot the point I was going to make about these. I had like some real salient point about <laughs> well, about those versus like the short run type games. I was going to say that maybe because it's a long form story. It's weird that it's a roguelike, but also has, like you say, you spend time with these characters, but it's also a roguelike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is. yeah. It still is essentially a roguelike, but it's got more of an RPG built into it. Totally. So it's... um. I don't know. I, I, I still think like monster train, it just monster train was actually pretty complex too. And it was very busy with all the actions on screen, but I just like how you choose the two different classes and you find the synergies between those. And then you can experiment with the cards as well. It was really well done. Um, I played a game that I can't pronounce. It is the dungeon of this one. Nahu, Nahu book. Nahobuk. Nahobuk. The Amulet of Chaos Chicken Edition. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah. They're, these guys are not taking themselves seriously. The whole the whole game's really campy. It's a, it's a turn-based tactics game, and you have a lot of characters right out of the bat. You have like six or seven characters, and it's, you know, it's pokey fun at the whole D&D stuff. Uh, the characters don't even have names. The ranger's name is the ranger and the witch is named the witch, you know, that whole thing. And they play off of all the tropes. You have, you have an ogre. Um, the voice acting is really funny. Um, the, it's almost like a little sitcom that's going on. Cause, uh, you know, where's the dwarf? I don't know. Let's go find them. And then they go like looking for the dwarf. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, when you're trying to make a comedy, um, not everything's going to land. So, uh, but I, I don't, not like my jokes where every single one of them fucking lands and, 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 uh, it's uproarious laughter. Um, but yeah, I'm having a good time with it and it, it's kind of, um, misleading because the game is so jokey and, um, and kind of like campy and doesn't take itself too seriously. But then you get into the combat. I put it on the hard mode and it's fucking hard, man. Like really fucking hard. Um, every, there's not a whole lot of encounters, but I've played every encounter twice. It t- I lose the first time every time and then I beat it on the second one. Um, but yeah, it's tough. So it it's misleading in that way, but that's a good thing. There's just more content there. So uh, yeah, I'll continue to play this. having a really good time with this. And I got we got one more hard space brick uh, hard uh, hard space shipbreaker. We are looking at how to pronounce the name of what started originally as a role playing parody and as an audio Naholbark. 
Nahobak. Yeah, and everything in the game is like that. It's like, we got to get the orb of Hubahaja. You know, they're just, <laughs> it's, it's a funny game. For sure. Yeah. Uh, hard space. So, uh, shipbreaker. Hard space shipbreaker. It's uh this is a another one of those casual games that um I enjoy that doesn't take too much thought. You know, when you get home from work and you don't want to do very much, you just want to sit down and relax. Um Are you moving stuff from one this... place to another? No, no here. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Maybe you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In this game, you're carrying boxes for this now, <laughs> piece of shit so boss you have. In this one, you, you're essentially a worker, uh, and your task is to go out and dismantle this ship in the most efficient way as possible. Um, you take certain parts, you put it into a furnace, uh, and then a proce- Then there's also a processor, and then uh, a barge down below you. So things like cockpit seats and stuff, they get reused. So they're going to get sent down to the barge. Um, and I'm not really too sure what the materials uh, names are, but some things get sent to the furnace that, uh, that are too destroyed, I'm assuming. Um, so those things will get sent to the furnace and then uh, reprocess would be like uh, armor plates on the outside. So, and then you're just essentially dismantling this uh, ship. And the cool thing is, is the atmosphere effects. Um, you go inside through the ship. Uh, and if you don't depressurize, you're going to have a bad day. There's uh, a lot of stuff like, there. Um, isn't this a game where, like, your laser cutter can go through fuel cells and you'll explode and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, so, yep. If there's a fuel cell or uh, some kind of a fuel tank or something sitting there, if your laser goes through and hits that, blows it up or something, or if you're taking out the nuclear reactor of the ship and you don't get it to the barge in time, um, you're going to have a bad day. Hmm. Um, so, uh, <laughs> the Homeworld games, the, those RTS, story RTS? No. The Homeworld games. Uh, it's cool because um, this game, Hard Space Shipbreaker, isn't officially set in the Homeworld universe, but it has the same vibe and some of the ships look exactly the same. So you're disassembling some of the ships from this war in the Homeworld RTS games in this first person um, view where you said you were a worker when you started this, but really you're an indentured servant, right? You start in like $72 billion in debt. And you and every day you think you're putting down your debt for the parts you put in the barge and stuff. But then they're like uh, cost of meal paste, a million dollars cost <laughs> of living arrangements, 52 million dollars. So you never re- I don't know. It's kind of like uh, it's saying something about about work, I think. But it is very fun. It's yeah, it's a very fun. As you uh, and there's different levels of ships, like the first ships that you go through, they don't have any atmosphere inside. Um, so they're very easy to kind of take apart, figure out, you know, your ins and outs of the ships. As you get further in, uh, difficulty-wise, um, you know, there are different um, parts of the ship that might cause issues, uh, like the atmosphere, the um, uh, the tanks and stuff. Taking the engine apart, uh, you have to very kind of think about how you're going to do that. Is it multiplayer? Dying. Uh, no, unfortunately, it's not. I really wish it was because this would be a really cool, fun game to kind of play with somebody if it was just one person. 
The only um, game that this reminds me of a little bit is Teardown, that, that demolition game, which I always yeah. want to play again. And uh, somebody modded it to be multiplayer. Uh, Teardown. Yeah. So hopefully somebody does it to this, too. Uh, I think that's, that's a lot of games that are not becoming multiplayer, and people are really upset. Modders are coming in and yeah. kind of fixing that. And I, I'm hoping some certain games that I play aren't multiplayer, and I just very... Said but uh, I don't think they have any plans of making this multiplayer. But hey, Chris, uh, earlier you uh, did air quotes, and it just reminded me of my uh, my foreman. He always uses air quotes when they're not appropriate. It's it's so strange, dude. <laughs> He'll just be like no, talking normal. He'll be like, "Yeah," and then I went down to the store and bought some lumber. <laughs> <laughs> But he totally means he bought some lumber. I I don't know how to speak to this guy, man. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I pull him aside and be like, "Look, dude, I got to talk to you about your air quotes." Here's your. These are official quotes that you can use in reports about me about my actions. And he always gets a smirk on his face, like he's fucking. I don't know. So clever, <laughs> dude. It's the biggest joke in the world. He is clever. He is. Uh, Nick, do you want to do? Uh, yeah. So, um, speaking of fucking multiplayer and modding it, um, I got to play one of my first ever uh, three-player Magic: The Gathering games in real life, and um, man, I will say it was a lot of fun. Uh, me, Leslie, and one of our friends who came over for taco night. Um. We decided, hey, you know, we all play Magic. We, we all want to warm up a little bit and kind of tone our skills and check out these new decks that I bought. And uh, we just played Magic. We ended up playing for like three hours total. Like, it was a blast. Did you um, play Commander or did you play? We played Modern and then we played Commander. Um, the Commander game was the third person and we played with the Warhammer decks, which are just absolutely insane. Um, yeah. As a Magic player who was like... Ah, yes, my 2-2 ninja gets plus one, plus one for all the other ninjas. The Warhammer cards are like, you know what? Take everything out of your graveyard. Anything that sticks to the fucking board stays. Like, it's just in these insane power cards, but it's fun. Nice. I'm glad yeah. I'm glad you didn't get the crossover and were like, this crossover fucking sucks. You know what I mean? No, that, that it was... You know, what's, you know what's funny is Leslie brought this up, and I was like, wow, I didn't know that. Um, she was saying that she hadn't played Magic the Gathering in so long, um, because it's been you know a couple of years, um, that the characters from Warhammer, because of how much I fucking talk about them, she's like, I kind of knew what they did before they even before I even read the card. And I was like, get, get the fuck out of here. She was like, yeah, totally. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And I guess keep talking about it. So I can have this moment in the future for like another six years. I don't know why she encourages you. Uh, we got some <laughs> subs from uh, Captain Gummy. So I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> and Tommy Hini. <laughs> 21 months on Captain Gummy and one month on the other guy. Uh, Chris, do you got a plug for us? I have a plug. You know, we're so lucky today to share the show with uh, with Captain Gummy Patrick, one of you know, driving me around in his Tesla. He's always having a good time laughing in the Discord. It's great. And you, too, can share the show with people you love uh, if you think they like gaming or maybe if you just think they can review us on Spotify's new review feature on mobile. So Ooh. go do that. 
rate us five stars on Spotify because not enough of you listen to us on Spotify. I don't know if you think it sucks. I don't know if you like paying for podcasts, whatever. But I know a lot of you do have Spotify, and it really helps us in the rankings. So it's the only our... place I listen. Spotify. Too. I look at the stats. You don't want to see our beautiful faces. Spotify, you know, hmm. which is pretty crazy because I'm. When I catch the de- the Twitch, I'll. Watch. I mean, it's also on YouTube, asshole. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, three uh, people watch it there. <laughs> Three people watch on you. Yeah, like literally, like, they're just bots making sure that we don't say any like racial shit. It's King Terry <laughs> fucking jerking off to the dude. That's the only guy I listen to. And dude, it's totally you. We know it's you. It's like, it's probably Rianne, actually. That is the plug. Yeah, on to listener question. All right, we got lots of listener questions, so let's roll through these. First one's from Alatom. What is, which is the better live action film, Dragon Ball Evolution or Avatar The Last Airbender by M. Night Shyamalan? Has everyone seen those two? Have not seen either. I have heard horrible things about The Last Airbender. Yeah, me too. I think I watched it. What about you, Gummy? Have you seen both of them? Um, I really wish I... Uh, Dragon Ball of Evolution, is that the newest one movie that just came mm, out? No, Dragon Ball Evolution is a live action film... From like oh, 2011. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about. I have not seen it. And I don't really plan on seeing that one. All right, so Nick, just gonna... let us know. I'm the only one. I'm the only one that's seen both of them. Um, I, my quick answer is Dragon Ball Evolution is the better of the two. If you put a gun to my head, <laughs> uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. You just get sad seeing it. Like you can it see Dragon rough. Ball, like making a joke about Dragon Ball, but like when you see Avatar: The Last Airbender, and he's like, "My name is Ong," and you're like, "No, no, 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 no." Hey, uh, let's bring this bitch back around. <laughs> We're going home, honey, with the box of popcorn. We're not eating it here. <laughs> hey, Bobby, um, uh, settle this for me as a film aficionado. Is M. Night Shyamalan a good director? Oh, he's complicated. <laughs> that is, I've personally never been that big of a fan. I liked Sixth Sense, but when uh uh signs came out and yeah. everybody was like oh my god so good i was like eh, i don't get it um you what know about so all the I, other ones i kind of fell off pretty early with uh with that one um Did- I, I didn't like any of his other movies but i went back and watched the sixth sense a couple years ago and i'm like god damn this movie was good like mm. this movie is really good and it holds up and it's just i i don't know but i just Unbreakable's all right. That one's okay. It's some of his newer stuff, not too bad. Uh, but this like, guy made Stuart Little. Yeah, he made Stuart Little. Devil was weird. Films. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of his movies. Oh, I don't know if these are all like his, you know, an M Night Shyamalan movie, like him as director, or like auteur. Yeah, I, got yeah. Um, I thought Signs was good. Um, uh, the Lady in the Water. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I felt like I didn't know what the fuck was going on until it was over, and I still didn't know what was going on, which is pretty good. <laughs> I have no idea what happened. Yeah. It was pretty good. <laughs> I don't you, know. Um, the big problem people had with that was he played a critic, and he kind of like tries to. Yeah, the critic gets killed, of course, but like he's trying to like argue back against the critics by playing one in one of his movies. Yeah. It was a little on the nose. Yeah. He always puts Indian people in his movies, which is good. He's, yeah, and he says people. like he has a more European style of of filmmaking, which I I don't know, but so um, not not to be like pushing anything. I'm not promoting anything, but uh, Stephen King apparently 
uh, got a hold of his newest movie, M. Night Shyamalan's newest movie, mm-hmm. and is like, this is the scariest shit I've ever read or even seen. Mm. Um, yeah, he's like, this is a he's new level a of like, horror. It, <laughs> huh? He's probably a producer on it. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should check. But he said, uh, I watched the trailer and Dave Bautista is, is in it. And I like watching him because he is quote of, it's hard to find jobs that are not yeah. guardians of the galaxy when you're the size of a gorilla. So well, I was dude, watching it. Dave's a good actor, man. He uh, is. I like him. He's a dude in, in fucking Blade Runner 20. Like, yeah. It, it's no, so I mean, good. Pl- well, what? No, I think he's a good actor, but you guys are picking roles where like he just plays like, like some dumb idiot and just like who says like no, five Blade syllables. Runners. He wasn't a Blade he Runner. A he's robot. a fucking super smart android. Yeah, he played a robot, dude. It's not hard to play a robot. Beep, boop, beep. <laughs> that was the worst robot impersonation from a robot. Good, Thanks. It's uh, exactly what a <laughs> yeah. Academy Award, folks. <laughs> right here. Um, but, um, yeah, dude, I'll tell you one thing. That one about the plants killing people was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And I've seen a lot of bad movies. <laughs> I never saw that Mark one. Wahlberg's a fucking... Science teacher. Oh, the happening, dude, the <laughs> happening yeah. dude. I watched that and I'm like, oh, I heard this was terrible. I'll check it out. And then I was, and, and it was beneath my incredibly low expectations. I went in <laughs> expecting like the worst possible movie, and it was like, oh no, this is even worse than you could possibly imagine. Wow, it was so bad. Growing like, up, me and my uh, my friends made fun of me because my family movie nights, my mom would always rent the worst movie. Like, it would be like Sharknado, but like unironically, she'd be like, this looks good. And <laughs> the happening was one of them where she was like, this is a really good film. And uh, yeah, whatever. It, it sucked, obviously. Yeah. The Fappening uh, was much better. Much, much better. Wow, that's a deep cut. Yeah. All right. Next question from Tan Man. If you had to choose to work for a gaming studio, which one would you choose? Hmm. I, I don't God, fuck it. I, I don't like Blizzard at all at their games now these days, but man, Bobby, Chad's perks are incredible. Did you see that sword, Bobby? Did I, it was, that's a real fucking sword, dude. It's awesome. <laughs> I got, I got, I honestly got a foam dump truck. Yeah. Work. Well, I mean, for context, uh, our Chad, who used to be on the podcast, he went to work for Blizzard. He hit his five-year mark with them, and they gave him an actual sword, like a giant sword. Yeah. Like a halberd. For those for those that are even nerdier than that, they gave him, uh, what was it? Like it wasn't, or something? Yeah, it's like a, a sword from the Warcraft universe. Was it Frostmourne? It wasn't. Yeah, I, no, maybe. I don't think it was Frostmorn. It had a name. No, it, it looked like a, it looked like a Paladin sword. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Did not look like Frostmourne. Um, yeah, it was not that definitely not that. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I think I'm good on the swords. Like, I don't know if I want my work to give me a sword. Like, what what the fuck am I going to do with this? You bring it out at fucking cocktail parties. (laughs) Hey guys, check out my sword. (laughs) Sorry, fucking nerd. And if the zombie apocalypse apocalypse ever happens, that's just like, you know, those are the weirdest fucking guys that like collect katanas and shit. I mean, sorry to the people listening. I know you're half of our audience is now gone. (laughs) Uh, you got a ponytail and you collect katanas, man. That's cool. Whoa, what are you calling me out like that, dude? That's crazy of you to do live. That's uh, no, but I don't know. If I worked for a developer, I honestly, I wouldn't want to work in gaming. I think that I don't think I'm cut out for that. Um, but hmm. maybe uh, uh, Ghost Ship Games. All right, Deep Rock Galactic. 
the developers of that game, just because I would actually have some buy-in there. Like, I believe in them. Yeah. It, it, I would like to work at Valve, but I don't think I could keep my mouth shut. I would be like, I would be telling everybody what we're working on. So it might not work and out. That's why you don't work for them. Yeah, that's why I don't work for them. All right, what about you guys? Um, I'm going to go with uh, something that's going on right now, and I think that's going to be very successful, is a company called Alcat Games. They made a couple of Pathfinder games, which were kind of clones of a Divinity Original Sin, but uh, they're making the new Warhammer Rogue Trader game, which is essentially Divinity Original Sin in the 40K universe. Um, I think it's going to be really well-received and really good from what I've seen about it, so... Yeah, Alcat Games. Your undying fucking hope of having a good Warhammer game. It, it's crazy that all these shitty games that come out one after another cannot staunch your undying light for this next one, guys. That other one, forget that one. <laughs> the, this next one coming down. They, they, they scratch different itches, right? Like their their course could be like the Skyrim of the War of the Warhammer universe, and that, that's probably never going to happen. Yeah, but like. Space Marine, I feel like I'm playing Dynasty Warriors, but I'm like a Space Marine in China. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this, this, if you like a Divinity Original Sin, this is probably going to be like your game. Um, they, they, but the two Pathfinder games they made were pretty good um, and well, well received. So, yeah. Gummy, how are things going over at the Tesla factory? Uh, pretty good. Speaking of factory, um, I think I would have to work for, uh, Factorio uh, group. Um, I'm just, I don't know. It has a lot. To, I don't know. Maybe that's why I'm there at the factory. <laughs> I love factory games, dude. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a civil designer, so I enjoy digging in the dirt. And I also love factory games, which is both of the things that are happening at the Tesla headquarters right now. I got to send you this so, game, dude. There's a, there's a, like a multiplayer. I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll find it and I'll send it to you there. I was like, this is a game for gummy. hundred percent. Yeah. I'll send, I'll send it over to you. All right. But, uh, I think, uh, yeah, factory, uh, I just love how they did things. I would, I would, it'd be cool to be on the next project. I doubt it's called the game. factorio company whatever, or whatever those guys are called. It's a woo. It's woob. It's like woob something. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Woob Woob software. That's weird. Woob? W-U-B-E. Yeah. Okay. Wooby. Woob, yeah. Software. Yeah, okay. There you go. All right. Next question from Tag Loro. In the last 12 months, we have had two absolutely stellar games. Game to animated show adaptations. Arcane Edge... Arcane and Edge Runners. Both of these productions have a few things in common. They are animated, they were produced by the game studios, and they both were done outside typical Hollywood. If that is the secret sauce, which studio game and production method would you be most excited or confident about? Mm. Warcraft. Hmm. Just if like a, Warcraft like was Warcraft actually movie? done right. <laughs> hmm? Yeah. No, no, I agree. Like a, like an actual good Warcraft movie. Like I was excited about that movie because I know I don't like story and video games, but I used to smoke a lot of weed and play a lot of Warcraft three. And like this, <laughs> and uh, like I watched those cutscenes cause it was a nice little break just to, you know, rip a few 
bong loads. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. But um, yeah. so I actually like got really invested in that. And I think in my um, my high stupor, I was like, this is kind of like Greek mythology or something, man. <laughs> you know, um, but I did kind of get into it. And I thought, God, this is such a rich soil for storytelling. And then the movie comes out and it's a story that nobody cares about. Mm. It's like they, they chose the most boring. It's like a prequel to the interesting stuff. It's like, you know, all that crazy cool stuff that happens. Let's talk about what happened before that. You know, it's like nobody cares about that. And I think a lot of that was done just, uh, I think a lot of what was done in that movie in general was just to make it like appeasing to a wide scale audience and not for the people who really were the fans, which happens a lot with video games. So, I mean, if Blizzard did their own thing, and they probably have the power to. Like, I think it would be a lot better. Here's how to make a trillion dollars with WoW. Okay. Now they already Listen did up, that. Blizzard. <laughs> All right. Li- li- here we go. Hot take. All right. You get the current CGI team to make a fucking movie and do it Star Wars style. All right. Start us a little bit deeper where the story actually began. Do good, good series of fucking stories. All right. Once that happens, once we're caught up, wow, two, boom, trillion dollar idea. Good job, Nick. I don't know. <laughs> what <are> you, <laughs> like Overwatch two? It's just called wow no. two. <laughs> but no, like like wow, like I was watching the trailer today for the next expansion. I'm like, man, that looks fucking dated, man. Especially to like from like New World and all that other stuff. Like wow, looks so dated. That answer was so bad. Gummy just left. <laughs> uh, uh, I, the Shadowrun universe has always interested me. I think uh, meshing like fantasy characters and putting them in a cyberpunk universe is fucking so cool. Uh, almost to the point where like I want to read the books or whatever, but I don't have time for that. So I would love an animated series in that in that setting. I think that'd be cool. Hmm. Uh, That's yeah. a good universe. Yeah. Has anybody read yeah. the books? Does anybody know anything about Shadowrun other than no. these games? Played two of the games. Yeah. Really liked the first one, but um second one got kind of old. I think there's an RPG, like a like a D&D RPG, a tabletop RPG. Mhm. All right. Uh well, next question from Brennan 47. Thoughts on the upcoming PSVR2? Is it the latest and greatest? Will it be compatible on PC? Nick, can you speak to this? It won't be compatible. Um, I think it. I can most guarantee no, that it, it won't. It won't be compatible with PC. Um, what I think they should do is do what they're going to do with God of War and just <laughs> wow <wait>, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, Sony, you buy the properties for wow. Uh, no, um, I think they're going to do what they did with um, with God of War and Horizon, and just wait like a year and then make it so you can use it on your PC. Hmm. Um, Because apparently the graphics and everything like that and and just the the hardware itself is amazing. And it's for a a pretty decent price. Yeah, what's the price point? Um, I believe it's $5.99. Okay. Uh, Not in loonies, please. Middle of the road. So, yeah, it's supposed to be a middle of the road $5.49. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, I, I think it's going to be a middle of the road, uh, as far as price, but like a high end performance. The thing is, it's just going to be fucking, it's just going to be on PlayStation, which sucks. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, 
Next question from Cricket Soldier. What happened to Insidious? No time, man. I have fucking too busy digging holes. Mm. Pretty much. I think we still list that as a sponsor on our website and our um, on YouTube. We got to fix that. Uh, Insidious, yeah, that was an Emilio side business uh, selling salsa. Yep. Mexican selling salsa. Surprise. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Insidious 2.0. <laughs> With tabs having an update uh, and a map creator, can we expect uh, to see some challenge uh, some challenges made by Emilio to be completed by the community? Um, probably not. Yeah, it's not the. I've never been interested in making maps. I'm like, let the professionals do that. Um, I like when fucking players or modders make the units and then let me play with their units Ooh, um yeah like that's that's the the big sell for me so i hope they uh put that in the game although at this time i think it's time for tabs too um not not ironic ironically all right might be time (laughs) all right we were waiting for the punchline there All right. Next question from Eat Less Beef. Does anyone remember the game Tribes from the early 90s? Uh, Wasn't this the first large-scale FPS and before anything else that we currently think of as massive multiplayer FPS? I totally remember this. I remember begging my mom to buy this for me when we were at Walmart. I don't know why they, my parents, I, I did that a lot. I was like, please, you know, dude, I would just be like, please buy me this video game, you know, as a child. And Sometimes they would, dude. Like it happened twice. There was like this NHL, like '96 or something. They bought me, and I played the shit out of that game. And one of these games was Tribes. So thanks, mom, for this game. And yeah, dude, this was the one where you could. Uh, what do they call it? Skiing. You could yeah, slide. You could, yeah. yeah, slide down the. Yeah. This shit was so ahead of its time. I feel like. I mean, it. This was I, Halo before it was Halo. Yeah, yeah, dude. The capture before, before the flight, there was, this was so good, but it was a huge map in a big open area, and it was really movement based, and it was like ski shooting, man. Like people would be flying through the air, and you just try to like pop them out, uh, and like uh, you'd run in, grab the flag, try to run it back. Uh, you know, we've got some people on the Discord that are playing Planet Side Two mm-hmm. again, wow. and I remember playing that when it first came out, and like just really hating it. But that was like a big, large, uh, large scale game, kind of like this. But um, this, there was two games that made me a PC gamer. There was this and there was uh, EverQuest. Uh, When I was at game stores playing Magic the Gathering, they had a computer rental area that, you know, you could play by the hour. And I would go over and I would watch people play EverQuest and I'd watch people play this. And I was like, I need this in my life. Whatever, whatever I need to do. I need this. So, uh, yeah, I called Gateway Computers and told them to send me a fucking gaming computer. And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, we have gaming. They don't have gaming computers. They had no graphics cards or anything. They just sent me the most expensive thing they had. And then I had to go buy a graphics card and put it in myself. So, Dude, I remember when you were looking for servers to play on in this game, it would show you the server list was so strange. It would actually show you like what type of PC was hosting the game. If I remember. Whoa. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I also remember that you could be like a light guy. You could be a medium guy. You could be a heavy guy. But there was also loadouts. You could like pick a shield or have a, a mortar or it was crazy, man. It was so ahead of its time. I can't believe it was high res studios. Oh, no, the high res did the uh, the reboot. Mm-hmm. Tribes of Sand. And it was pretty good. 
But, you know, by this time, it was outdated, not ahead of its time anymore. Yeah. Yeah. If we get if we get a new tribes, you guys playing it? I don't, I don't know. It'd have to be pretty good, man. Um, yeah, it's so interesting because, like Bobby was saying, you'd have these people flying through the air, and uh, the primary weapon was like a, a, a energy disc, and you would just try to like mm-hmm. fucking throw the football and catch the guy, like, and they, if if you got that shot, you'd be like, fuck yes. That guy was a hundred yards away, moving fifty miles an hour, and I fucking nailed it. Yeah, you had to like lead your shots. Yeah, and it, it was not easy to do. It was no. kind of a tough game. So the, when you got a kill, you were really proud. Do you remember the the heavy with his mortar shots? Oh yeah, and it just three hundred foot arcs. And just like luck, whether or not, but if it landed, it was like a nuke. It all sounds so much better than it actually was. Like if we were to, it was so much fun back then, but if we were to play it right now, we'd be like, oh, it sounds God. fun as shit now though. It's like, it sounds if, that if way, but if we were to play, play it, dude, okay, let's all play tribes tonight and then we'll see, what, <laughs> see how long that lasts. Oh <laughs> uh, dude. Yeah. That CTF was great though, dude. Yeah. Um, okay, next question. Last question from Warconius. The World Cup, massive corruption, repression, dead migrant workers, and persecuted minorities. Okay, that's a weird lead-in. <laughs> Who is your favorite? <laughs> I mean, the World work? Cup is pretty shitty right now. You know what? I don't... Uh, I don't... I, I'm so unaware of, like, what's going on in the world these days. I have heard that, but I have no idea what's happening with it. Maybe you can fill me in later, because I'm sure everyone else knows. Um, who's your favorite to win it? Will Mexico make it past the round of 16? Will Messi lift the cup? Anyone play FIFA 23? Can anybody speak on this? Uh, I can. I mean, I know what happened. I know what's going on with the corruption and all that stuff. I'm saying like, I don't follow. Are you talking about like the actual soccer? Yeah. The actual soccer. Um, I hope Mexico does well. I have a tiny bit. Mexico will probably make it out of the round of 16. It'll be difficult, but it's possible. Uh, who's your favorite to win it? Germany. Uh, and then will Messi leave the cup? Probably not. No. So FIFA. Is I, the I, organization I, that. Well, I know. What FIFA is. Oh, okay. But FIFA 23 is talking about the game. Isn't that the one that got banned in Europe or something like that because of the loot boxes? Like it's got some of the most like egregious loot box. It, it was like the the straw that broke the camel's back as far as the, um, the whole loot box. I remember us talking about this. Yeah. yeah. Something about like, you had to spend $40,000 to get everything. Yeah. Yeah. Just... So what it was is that there was a player system and players had ranks. And if you didn't buy loot boxes, you'd essentially have a way shittier version of the best player in the world, you know, mm. which makes no sense. Like your players, if you're emulating a game off of like, uh, you know, a sim, you know, kind of system where you're giving stats based off of real life stats. There's no reason why a, a guy that you have should be any worse than the same person that, that that's playing it. So, which is why Marvel Snap is so good. My Captain America is just as good as your Captain America. Have you exactly. tried it yet, Bobby? No, not yet. You should, dude. dude. I, I don't know if your old ass phone will run it though. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, maybe it might heat up and explode, but. <laughs> We uh, what I went to a, a wedding in California last week, and all my friends were playing Marvel Snap. Yeah. We were waiting for the fucking wedding to start. Like, do you have this person yet? No. And I'm like, all right, fuck, I'll play. <laughs> so, oh wow, it sounds like a wild wedding. Have Have any of you guys played FIFA uh, at any at any point? I played it. Yeah, I, like I played it for like years a solid, ago. Yeah, yeah, I played I about seven like, years in a row. I feel like I would rather play FIFA. 
than watch soccer. But then if I'm going to play FIFA, I'd rather play Rocket League than play FIFA. Yeah. Makes so. sense. So by the transitive <laughs> property, you would rather play lo- Rocket League than watch, than, than watch soccer. <laughs> transitive property. Dude. Yeah. I've never heard of it said like that. Uh, they usually, uh, in MMA, they call it MMA math, and it never works out. Transitive property. I like that. Cool. Okay. Uh, so can we be playing Dark Tide this week? Is that something... Is that November thirtieth? Dark Dark Tide is coming out the thirtieth, so Wednesday of next week. I got four days off this week, guys. We got to make a plan, Bobby. You're off. Yeah, I, I also time have off. time. Tribes, tribes. I'm down, I'm down to try tribes. If, no, if you have, how about four if you player have a co-op for me? I'll play it. Well, how about four Nick player Halo I, co-op? Nick and I still got to play some Phasmophobia. Oh yeah, we do. I forgot. I own that game. I, I'm done for Phasmophobia. You ain't gummy. Phasmophobia? Uh, I think I would be down for that, actually. So I got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. So I have all let's those make same something happen. Off. All right, cool. Uh, a lot of gaming. Uh, Big episode next week, guys. We have played all kinds of shit. Bobby shit his pants. It's going to be great. <laughs> okay. I think I, I'm going to play a little bit of uh, Out of Ore, which is a, uh, another game. Someday I might talk about it. And then... <laughs> Gold Rush. It's like a Gold Rush game. Thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's some more SnowRunners. <laughs> yep. That's right. my, that's what my Thanksgiving looks like. <laughs> you were like, uh, uh, at some point you were like, yeah, I haven't done the hard level because it's hard. It's got snow. <laughs> 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 they haven't started the union yet. <laughs> Uh, Sniper, you, you playing any video games this any time anywhere? It's just a normal week for me, man. You know, yeah. it, uh, I would love to play Halo Ford if anyone is down to play that. Ford? Yeah, custom maps. See what I just play. really would want to play zombies. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all have Halo Infinite. I mean, we all have, yeah, we all have Halo Infinite because of Game Pass, so. Yeah, yeah, I'd be down. Um, okay, uh, speaking for Nick, Chris, Patrick, Bobby, and myself, uh, snow running titties. Yeah. I gotta get it out there. I've been away for two and a half hours almost. <laughs> All right. <laughs>